Hi folks and welcome to another episode of the Leadership Tales podcast. I'm delighted to have Brian Wish on the uh, the episode today. Brian and I met through a post I was doing. I was sat in my favorite uh, breakfast restaurant and I was doing a LinkedIn sprint and I had a copy of Michael Bungie-Stania's book and I took a photograph and I asked the question, "Who? Are, what other voices should I listen to? And Brian's voice was uh, one that somebody posted and said, you should be talking to Brian Wish. And I couldn't have thanked this person who recommended Brian uh, more. And he runs a company called Arcbound, who are now doing our social media. Um, and they're starting to work with me around getting my message honed, my arc honed. So you hear today a story of, from an individual who's done his own work. Um, and I'm a big fan of that. He'll mention Brenny Brown today. And I'm a big fan of Brenny in terms of getting into the arena and doing your own work. And therefore, he's used that to shape the organization that we're working with in Arcband. Um, amazingly connected uh, person, grounded person in terms of what he does. So I'm sure you'll enjoy the conversation with Brian Wish today. Brian, welcome. Welcome to the Leadership Tales podcast. Colin, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it'd be great for you to introduce yourself to the, the listeners. Just tell them a bit about you and the, your story and your life, and then we can we can riff off that and go into some of the, the nukes, as we say in Scotland. Nooks and crannies. Yeah, sure. exactly. My name is Brian Wish. Uh, I run a, a company called Arcbound. Uh, I really see us, Colin, you know, we, we've had a lot of deep talks and we've connected <laughs> at 10 layers deep since the first one. But I, I really see us in the business of finding and accelerating paths for people. And when we're helping on people on this journey and to tell their story and build community over time, that shapes their arc. Mm -hmm. And helping people really find their way uh, and is what brings me a lot of joy and passion um, and, and to be able to build an organization that helps others do the same. I, I couldn't be more uh, proud and appreciative uh, and grateful uh, for the opportunity at hand. Uh, a little of kind of my story that, you know, led me there. You know, I think since a young age, Colin, I've, I've always been trying to uh, find directionally my path, uh, mm -hmm. from a divorce at a young age, it was, how do I want not repeat the events from growing up? How do I figure out work and have meaning that then makes money, not the other way around. And then, Oh, how do I do this whole family thing? You know, in a way that I would be proud of. And so I got really laser, laser focused, um, on work, I'd say early in work mm -hmm. ethic and, and being intentional with my actions almost to a point though, that was so rigid. Um, I would say it was this tight roped GPS, <laughs> but it helped me a lot be, build this super functional lifestyle to equip myself with skills, to be functionally resilient and, and build and create. Um, but sometimes life has other plans. And then and you met me kind of on this journey where uh, I've been building this great kind of business and just dream. And, um, I had met somebody who was in a significant, uh, relationship and, and when that relationship ended, it really kind of just uh, shattered this like fortress of layers mm. I built around myself to protect who I was. And 
that made me, you know, as I was finding my path really professionally, it really made me confront the person in the mirror personally and all the things that I had kind of put down, shut, shut away for so many years um, about who I was, my, you know, all the traumas and all the things from growing up. I left D.C. two summers ago, not really knowing where I'd end up. And uh, but also with, on a kind of a quest to understand who I was and um, connect to who I was emotionally and, and bring that to others um, and to become more integrated and whole as a human being. So, yeah, I left out west two sum- from two, two summers ago, ended up in San Francisco, uh, <laughs> where we met in Oakland. And yeah. um, I've been, oh, you know, over the last, you know, 16 months really building myself and I think a much more whole, open-hearted, connective way where it's not just about work. It's just, it's about the whole individual that I'm bringing to the table and really letting my heart kind of guide me and and, um, having skills now to do things I never knew possible. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, just, it's been one heck of a life thus far and, uh, you know, proud of, of where we are at 29 years old. One of the things I, I loved about your story and how we connected was the, firstly, the intentionality as you describe it around that. And I love the type rope GPS piece in there because there is a bit, life throws stuff at you. But I'd love to just explore if you're okay to go there about how you did the work together because we're talking about building more human leaders, leading with our, bringing the human back into to here. And you've got a uh, a work the work that you've done and you've got some great videos to go with us about the work you've done so i'd love you to share if you're okay around how you did that yeah when i left for denver uh where from dc to, to kind of start this personal mm-hmm. track which really was so connected to my as i was finding myself personally if i had to really do that work i think to help other people find themselves mm-hmm. professionally and accelerate that work um but when I left, I was I was in a place of I think extreme brokenness. I mean, I'd never been so lost um, and unsure and insecure and shattered, right? Um, mm-hmm. With my sense of identity and self, because um, I'd put you know who I was in relationships or work and all these all these pieces, right? And I think it's a common thing we all do as high achieving entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Something that I um, have always sought out growing up was um, highly intelligent, emotionally equipped male figures who were older than I was. And I couldn't maybe at the time realize why I always gravitated towards men like that. One, it was my ex's father. Then it was um, my like step-uncle uh, growing up. Um, but the, the person that really kind of rose to the occasion, his name was Rich uh, Keller. And he came out and visited me in Denver. Um, and, and just background on him, you talk about doing the work, left his own biological family, um, severed those relationships, had a lot of trauma growing up. He had cancer, his wife had cancer. He um, has been, he's probably one of the most emotionally equipped men I've ever met. So he came out to visit me and I was in a pretty dark place. And um he, he said something to me, you know, he said, look, I'm going to help raise you up to see the value in that everyone else sees in you. And I'm going to like guide you through. And it was like in this journey, like with him where I, I literally broke down in his arms multiple times in that week. Mm-hmm. It was like cleansing and ripping apart, just letting go of so much of the pain of the past. And so over the last year and a half, 
it's it's morphed into this incredible like spiritual like guidance of relationship and he has kids and a wife and a, you know great guy but it's shown up for me and showed me how to care and helped equip me uh, in a way where I was emotional where I could help others now you know mm-hmm. so special but help me kind of understand my past how I showed up in the world because of certain events, how that impacted me in relationships, in my work, um, how I was a people pleaser, how I, you know, feared loss and like dug into that. You know, I think one of the biggest gifts from the work was he's like, I'm finally present to the world, to myself. Yeah. I was running so much from like suffering, you know, trying to not face life, you know, in a way without realizing it. Um, but now, like, I, I can, I, the way I see things is so clear, you know, almost in a way where it's more painful, but I don't, I'd rather live this way than the, than the reverse. So, um, you know, you say, how did you do the work or what did you do? I had someone who mirrored me at every step. I mean, this was three, four nights a week in the worst of it um, for two hours. It was work from 6 a.m. to like 6 p.m., go to the gym, come back. 8 p.m. to like 10 mountain time or West coast time, like get on zoom and just like work through it. And I, something I have to this day, it's like an 80 page insight stock and it's on my life. Um, and all the, all the things I learned and have been learning, uh, working with him. And so I got very lucky, um, mm. to find somebody to uh, biggest gift I'll probably have in my life is, is what's transpired over the last almost two years now. I think for me, there's something in here because, you know, we talk about the male archetype and we talk about the fact that a lot of men struggle to to be emotional, to to share their feelings. And, you know, I was brought up to, to mask a lot of that. And therefore, you know, when I had my breakdown when I was 30, a lot of that came out. And I remember that, you know, I had to, I had to go find somebody else to go talk these things through. And it's, I think the world is more accepting now of that, but, but I find it refreshing when I talk to you and the work you're doing at the moment, because it's also led to a culture in your ArcBand team that I think is, is exceptional because of it. Do you want to talk about how that's translated into the, the leadership in the business? Yeah. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you a pretty raw story. Mm. Um, and maybe you'll relate to this. Mm. Uh, I, I had lunch with a um, client in New York. Uh, his name's Robert Livingston. And mm-hmm. he's one of the most, I'd say, intuitive, thoughtful, also like highly distinguished um, individuals, you know, I've ever met. And he, he looked at me and he said, look, he was like, I'm still with you guys because I think you're going to be the best at what you do. And then your team and you, like the heart and the soul of your, your business, is I've never seen anything like it. Mm-hmm. But with that, there needs to be a level of, of polish and like up-leveling um, to be the best and to put in some structure without losing the soul of the business. Mm. And, and those are some things we're working through. Um, but uh, I think to the second point of having heart and soul, you know, I think it's extremely evident. We've hired people who I think are here just because they see and feel the deeper vision, not just for the clients they're serving, but for themselves, um, mm-hmm. because they they need to have a path that it's authentic to who they are as well. Um, and if we're helping clients live out 
an authentic in an authentic way an expression of who they are as well that's a really meaningful um, identity to build as a as an organization mm-hmm. and so we've been able to attract you know I, I just uh, my, my friend wrote a book called the the founders and it's on the PayPal mafia mm-hmm. and at the beginning of the book it talks about how it's a bunch of you know in PayPal's early days it was a bunch of misfits yeah and you look at our team these aren't like normal like agency folks they're not normal like corporate people i mean these people are all super weird in like in their own unique way it's like yeah. beautifully weird right mm-hmm. like we're all a little different um and, and they've been drawn to uh, to what we're doing and, and you know what that brings to your point is i think this heart and soul that they feel really connected and inspired. I had, I had a, someone text me on my team yesterday named Sam, one of our writers who works closely with Morgan. And he said, thanks for giving me a home. Hmm. And he's married and has a good family, but and kids, but like he's expressed this is the first place he's really felt like he's, he's had a home. Hmm. Uh, and, and so to create that kind of culture where people can express who they are, speak up, um, be themselves. Um, it's, that's a gift. Um, and I think very rare in today's corporate world of money and greed and all the things that drive organizations. Um, that's never been the, um, focus for, for me. It's been create a lot of good inputs. Um, and hopefully there's some good byproducts at the end of the day. And there are. And I, I love the weird piece because yeah, I'm a big fan of weird. Um, and, you know, the, the, we all have a bit of weird in us all over the place. And, you know, some people could say, well, that's a bit you know, judgmental, but it, it's not. We all have either doubts in ourselves or we don't feel we fit. And we've been in large, I mean, I describe myself as a corporate refugee in a lot of ways. Um, that, you know, I ran away from Procter & Gamble. I ran away from a number of different organizations. So, Creating different homes for different people is important to, to allow them a space um, yeah. to come there. And what I love about that is also the, the variety of your clients because that gives a v- variety of voices to a variety of different people in there. Tell us a bit about your, your clients, if you can, Justin, and who you work with because it, it is a, an eclectic mix. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Colin. And I feel like you've, you've seen me, seen us from, from day one. Um, mm. And been patient and and I just that that means the world to have have the right people um a, a lot of our clients are lead high level organizations or consultants and and authors and um have organizations around them and, and really putting a message into the world that matters um you know they're writing books on stages um doing things to to really make an impact on people on the, something they want to give away other people that also make up the audience or there's some high level CEOs that run big companies, mid-sized companies, you know, uh, who, who also want to get in front of their story, their brand, uh, on behalf of their organization and let people really connect to them. Um, and then we've noticed actually, you know, contraction in the investor market, you know, they, they realize, you know, they have stories and how do they differentiate from competition? So I think it's, it's people at the intersection of ideas leading people around those ideas um, and, and trying to have like a meaningful impact on the world where the expression of their work, it may come out in many different ways, but mm-hmm. at the core of it, you know, they want to bring their whole self out, 
find a meaningful trajectory beyond just functionally what they call themselves. Um, and, and I think that's what unites them together. And we've noticed, you know, where some companies might grow on, I think a lot of like false distribution and, you know, a lot of things that, you know, to actually take some time, we, we've done, I think a really good job and we have a long way to go, but, you know, really building community amongst our organization and connecting clients and super meaningful ways. And, um, I'm just going to be doing a lot of new things in the new year to really, you know, facilitate that further. But, you know, how do we identify which clients should know each other and how do opportunities mm-hmm. come from that? And, um, it, I think, um, uh, the clients, they, they really believe in, in who we are and where we're going and, and a little patient, like I talked about with Robert, because they, they see that vision and, and to, to, to wake up and push for that vision forward every day is, is an honor. The purposeful side is is a massive bit for me because, you know, we're on a purposeful journey. We're, we're working towards something where we're impacting on society and we're, we're trying to do that. And I, your story echoes with me in terms of there's so many different moving parts from the amazing Morgan who works with, with myself, who just I think is needs a shout out from me because I've never met somebody who's as an exceptional a writer as she is in terms of her, her content. I'll give you actually, can I, can I build on that real quick? Yeah, of course. I was in uh, a cabin mm. uh, last fall around this time, actually, maybe like two weeks prior. We'll call it the Morgan anniversary. I woke up in a dream thinking about her. She, she, I went to college with her. Yeah. And she wrote um, on my first website I created in college. Amazing. And something was like, reach out to Morgan and see what she's up to. I haven't talked to Morgan in four years. I, wow. I, so I texted her. I said, Morgan, I'm, I'm weirdly thinking about you. What are you up to? Are you open to work? Mm. And the rest is history. It was literally like a download. I I don't know. It was just the weirdest thing. It was the first thing I did at like seven in the morning when I woke up was text her. Um, And I I hadn't thought about her for years. It was so weird. But um, I'm I'm so glad that, you know, your experience with her has been positive. But it was so trippy how she ended up here. And I think it's a reflection also just because, you know, it, I was chatting to Chris Tuff, one of your, who's also one of your clients in, in here, and we were on the podcast uh, recording, and, and his whole being is about connection. And I've got a good friend, Chad Littlefield, who's connection before content in here. But but my sense is you live and breathe that because the amount of connections, introductions that you've made for me is exceptional, but that's the intentionality, isn't it? That's what you're trying to build here is a community. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think connecting to people is one part of it. I think finding your accelerating your, your journey and path, it mm-hmm. takes people. And I think when you know, right, if, if you can, if we can help clients, help people identify where they want to go and what that unique arc can look like. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to identify people along that journey of, who they should talk to, when, why, and kind of let the natural next steps unfold. And and because I, you know, I'm trying to build with an organization more of a builder mentality to understand that vision of a client, that journey they need, they need to go down to get to where they want, helping them intercept with the right people at the right time can lead 
to, I think, a lot of significant opportunities and results. So it is very intentional. Um, and through that, right, you build, you can build a great community. Um, mm-hmm. And so I've always found to kind of find my own way in the world, opposed to going maybe watching videos for four hours on YouTube on how to do something. I'm just going to find the person who's done it, reach out to them and kind of expedite faster. That's just my way of doing it. And and I think, and through that, I've met some amazing people. And then to get to share those people with others who then go build more relationships, you can create a ripple effect that you'll never understand or be able to quantify, but um, can be a very powerful um, impact in the world. When I think well-intentioned people come together to, to do great and meaningful work. That thought about you as a person, going back to the structure, though, the structure is still important. So the feedback Robert gave you uh, is in there. And, yeah, you you made a comment at the time, which is uh, probably resonate. Yes, I do. I mean, for me, uh, we have a, I have a concept called squirreling. So I squirrel, and I could squirrel through connections, through connections, through connections, building relationships. But as you say, it's an arc what's the arc through those connections? And sometimes it's not the most obvious at the beginning, but to get a structure behind that is important. So tell me about the challenges on that, because you're working with Mark Green, who just an exceptional character. Again, one of your, your team to do that. Right. So, I mean, first off, um, you know, I hired Mark, you know, Mark works with a lot of mid market CEOs who Mm -hmm. have building 10 to a hundred million dollar businesses. And while we're not there yet, I thought it would be a very proactive move because one, it's going to impact the team and also our clients um, and them together. You know, the biggest challenge we face um, is we're working with very sophisticated, um, highly clients who have had achieved a lot of success and who expect the best, Mm -hmm. not just for themselves in their career, but in the partners they work with and everything in between. And they're always pushing for more and they're always pushing for better. At the same time, we're, we're in a very new industry, I think very much at the front of the thinking of that industry and how we're doing it, why we're doing it. And we've hired a team who is, I think, exceptional with heart and soul and vision, but also needs to be evolved in, in thinking and progression and getting in front of client's journey and really owning that client experience. Hmm. So... Um, in terms of challenges, it's, it's how we raise our team who's younger, who has the skill sets functionally to execute on clients' behalf, but then emotionally engage, get in front of the journey and really bring it all together because they're just a little bit younger, but they need to think with a, you know, a mindset that might be 20 years beyond what they have today. Um, and, and, and so the level of rigor and discipline um, in thinking that needs to be brought into this organization, um, which is something we are really working towards and we'll continue, we'll, we'll get right, um, it is probably the biggest challenge. And I think any company, right, in this space is going to face this challenge mm-hmm. because it's a lot of younger individuals with these skill sets. Um, it's, a, it's a market that is can caters to people who are more sophisticated in, until something more streamlined can be built. Um, and, and it's going to require like our, the team to really get into the heart of the client and, and not just functionally execute the work, but really, um, engage. And, um, and so, uh, I would say in terms of challenges, right. Of where we are as an organization mm-hmm. is I think the vision sound, I think that we have a really 
sound team, but from a polish and structure of like really how to deliver on that it is where our biggest opportunity and challenge uh, is ahead. Um, but that, that excites me because it's so clearly in front of me and I'm so present to it as a leader that that's, that's what I'm going to beat down over the organization to make sure we get right. And, and I think that's the biggest challenge in front of us to survive. Uh, and, and that to me, if we get right or when we get it right, um, I think will be significant uh, for how we just how we do things here. And I'm excited to learn how to do it. And I, so the, the key things for me when I, I look back that, that are equivalent to our journey, one is is picking unlikely leaders, the characters who you know, have this passion, this heart. And then it's about these younger folk who, you know, work with them to develop them on their journey um, to do that. And and also it's for me, it's, it's thought leadership because, you know, I, I remember sitting in a, a session on thought leadership and going, I can never be a thought leader. I don't have the intellect, don't have the capability. And therefore, for the number of people, if I was sat there thinking that, yeah, I had to work on the practice leadership first to craft that and go. So I'm thinking just to, to my daughters and thinking, how do they get to the point of having the confidence to, to sit in there? So getting ahead of thought leader CEOs when you're younger is, is a challenge, even if you've got the basic foundational skills. So, yeah. And yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. And also, I mean, I think another note at a brand level, right? You know, we talk to, to, to really own, let's just say your path and like yeah. to use that path to build an arc, really focusing on like, owning who you are as an individual mm. because you have to, you know, Brene Brown talks a lot about belonging mm. and how belonging isn't like attaching yourself to an organization or a relationship or an out group, something that is an extension, but it's about really like being able to stand alone or stand with others freely. Mm. And to be a thought leader to, uh, to me at a very deep level, right? Like I had to go do that journey for myself mm. To not just functionally talk about building what we're doing, but like being okay on my own to share the things I need to share mm. and helping our clients also do the same. So for those who are like, oh, I'm scared to share of imposter syndrome around like, am I worthy to, to, to have a voice? I think part of this journey that we're taking clients through, it's not just a, a functional one, but it's an emotional one to get comfortable in their voice and their skin to be themselves. Yeah. And the byproducts of that work, you can't even quantify when you're helping an individual express themselves in a way that is scary. Um, and, uh, and so just to kind of bring together everything you said, mm -hmm. part of that is at the root of what we're doing. I think we're helping people just own, own themselves. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's really special um, because that's a healing journey in, in and of itself. I think the purposeful practice I've found that is quite cathartic to go through the process, to work with Morgan, talk, share concepts, test it. And, you know, I live through experimentation. So writing something, getting it out there in the, in the world, but also just some of the challenging pieces about putting something, I'm like, you know, I'm going to hide. We have tall poppy syndrome in the UK where you don't want to put your head too high. Stoop, you know, come from a stoop position and therefore people might not notice you out there. But pushing some of that out there and putting some thoughts around a wisdom focus, so getting people to talk, um, and share is 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 one of the powers of working with Morgan around the purposeful practice. But I think the second thing that I've 
really loved is is the ability to network in a, a, a group of people who want to share their story and want to see and learning from them. And I think a lot of us, even just simple thing like networking, Brian, is, is a tough thing to share your story, go into a room and work. But because of the work you do, it's about paying it forward. It's about how can I connect with the other person in front of you? So that I think that's the other power that you bring. Can you tell a bit about the networking piece? Because I think that's how you build a network and how you consciously build your network. I'll never forget. Uh, I was a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. And my dad was, we were driving up in this driveway and we were kind of parked in the garage. Um, and my dad shared some nuggets with me along the way that, you know, I think, I've always stuck and kind of landed with me at the right time. Seemed to forget everything else he shared with me, but that's okay. <laughs> that's a longer story. <laughs> that's a longer story. But one of the things he, he said to me was, I'd be a lot further in my career if I, if I learned how to build relationships. That really kind of hit me. I don't know why it did. I didn't know how I'd ever apply that or carry that forward. Um, and, you know, background, you know, he did well in the mortgage business and all the things. But so I, I thought about the statement and I was like, he would have been much further. Like it was hard to understand at the time. Uh, and when I got to college when I was a freshman, you know, my mom sent me a book. It was called The Power of Who. Um, and it was, a, it was a, a book about breaking into the sports industry. And at the time I was trying to find a sports industry. Uh, I was trying to work in sports and combine passion for sports and business. And so when she sent me that book, it talked all about like how to connect with people and engage them meaningfully, um, to help get to where you want to go and how it's about the relationships. Uh, and, and just even through that, you know, I remember I created a database of like 150, like, organizations and people and I had a communication process and I learned how to reach out and um, set up conversations and meetings and eventually got an internship as a freshman in college at a sports organization, which is a very hard thing to do given how competitive sports is. Yeah. So I started to kind of build the kind of tool belt, you know, networking is, uh, it's a word, uh, mm. building relationships. I think it's, I think for me, it's about how do you ask really good questions? How do you really personalize things? And like care enough to understand someone and what they're about. Mm-hmm. Because through that, when you ask the right questions, you get to know someone. Maybe you can connect the dots to different things there they've experienced in life because you've read something, had a conversation around it, have an experience traveling, kind of can connect empathetically there. And then also ask questions around, okay, basically with this, where do they want to go? You know, because I'm always curious about people, what they're trying to do next. It makes it really easy for me to say, follow up and say, here are a few resources that I think you'd really appreciate and like. Here's a few people that I think would be amazing for you to know. Mm -hmm. And in a way, that's like very selfless because they should know these people. And and I think, um, you know, I was never the smartest with IQ. I always had to work a little bit harder. Um, and, um, I think relationships have been the, the, the piece that's enabled me to accelerate my own life and career in a way that I would have never anticipated, um, Mm. by doing it in a way that I think has helped so many other people. So when, when, 
I think if we were to break this down, I've never really kind of shared this process-wise, but I think it's it's around the questions, mm-hmm. helping people with where they want to go with resources. Those resources could be books, people, mm-hmm. you know, things to do to you know experience themselves, and, and that's why I think it's important to be intellectually thirsty, you know, emotionally equipped, uh, and experienced in, 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 in the way you navigate the world because you the, what you can give away to other people, not financially, but from a for pure human experience it can have a lot much more richness and depth. I love that. I was listening, listening to something and it was talking about Bill Clinton about before he got into politics, he started his little cards in the days we wrote on cards um, and when he had connections, he got notes, he wrote notes, and then he would go through that those cards and he would dial a few people a night in the days of the telephone rather than the Zoom call. And he would work it. So by the time he got to needing it politically, he had something like 10,000, I think it was, that he had that now digitally. But, but I think the commonality in there is that he did it before he needed it. And it was always about the other people, the connections, the notes and everybody said that he was one of the most impactful. I had a good friend who was at Time Magazine. He said he always was the most impressive person because he always made you feel the most special person in the world when you met them. And I just wanted to make that link to to close us with. I'm going to end with one question, but I want to make that because you have that ability as well to make somebody feel special when you meet them. So I just want to say that that's uh, what I felt when I met you. So oh. um, it's a real oh. skill, sir. Well, you do too, Colin. No, I think it t- takes one to know one. Oh, it's uh, it's great. So, going to the question, I always ask people, but you know, I'd, it's a, an interesting one for me. And and you are in the moment person. So, if you had to go back to one experiment or one thing that maybe was a mistake or a, a failure in your life that's been the biggest teacher for you, what would it be? Yeah, you know, I wrote something a, 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 a couple of weeks ago. Um, Basically about, you know, just back to this emotional journey, you know, the, the skills that I've been granted or afforded and to, and to be equipped with thanks to Rick's, right. My, my, mm-hmm. my father wasn't. And I remember like sitting down at, at the end of this relationship that was in like, like say goodbye, the gratefuls, all the things. And I remember one of the things that was shared with me, which was like, one of the reasons we're here is because, you know, Essentially, you know, I didn't have the emotional skills to carry forth, you know, to support somebody the way they needed to be supported. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, without this like fortress, you know, I talked about breaking and really making me like Mm -hmm. face my like robotic and functional way of like moving through the world, like. I would have eventually hit the breaking point and I don't know how I would have maybe turned left or right or straight. Um, but I look at that being like the biggest gift I've ever been given, um, because of what it's enabled me to do and how I can go show up for the world. Um, and it was in that moment, you know, when I, I told myself I'll never be in this position again, just like when I was let go in a sense from a job and I said, I'm never going to work for someone again. Like I'm going to give someone that control over me. Um, and, and I, I think it's these moments that you clue into and you, you know, they, they leave a, they leave a scar, but Mm -hmm. that never goes away. But it's like how you reply and respond to that. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm so grateful for the gift, you know, of things kind of blowing up, uh, because I've made significant changes on it makes me so proud of the work I've been able to do. So I'd say that, um, yeah. I thought, thought a lot about that over the last year and a half. Yeah. That's a powerful one, Brian. Thank you for sharing. Brian, it's uh, been an absolute delight. If people want to find out more about Arcbound, yourself, where would they find you? I am Brian at B-R-Y-A-N, uh, Wish on LinkedIn, Brian at Arcbound.com, uh, or <laughs> yeah, for email, Arcbound.com. Um, so thank you, Colin. It's been a been a treat. You always seem to bring out the, the rawness of, in me, so I, I'm I'm thrilled to spend the time together. Hey, it's a pleasure to be working with you and talking with you, sir. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm sure you'll be on here again at some point to share the next part of the story. Looking forward to it. So that was Brian Wish. Brian, amazing gentleman, intellectual thirsty. I love that. I love that term. There's something about the way he's built his business, the way he's exploring the business, his transparency. Um, also, his work he's done himself and as as a male in terms of some of the background and not wanting to, to share emotions. Um, there's a story there about how you can and how you can do your work. Age of 29. I mean, wow, um, what he's achieved, what he is achieving is superb. So I'm sure you got a lot out of that conversation. I'm sure you got a lot of, out of uh, listening to him speak. If you want to connect, please do so. And I'll look forward to welcoming you back on another episode of the Leadership Tales podcast very shortly.